Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. With me, as always, is Zijan. Who is the Z? Hello, Zijan. Hey, everybody. It's a nice summer day today, and guess what we're doing? We're sitting in our cold, dark rooms recording this podcast because we know how important this podcast is to you. Yeah. You, dear listener, rank ahead of the sunshine in our priorities. Although uh, I was out in the sunshine yesterday enjoying a nice barbecue. Were you doing the barbecue? I was, I was with a bit of help from a friend, but yes, I was the chief in charge of barbecue. Oh, fancy. Well, I remember yeah. the time when you, you know, started doing barbecues. You were so worried about it. I was. I was terrified. <laughs> it's just a barbecue. It's just putting meat on fire. It's incredibly easy. Uh, don't, That's don't what cavemen me. did. Uh, yeah, they all died at like the age of 30, didn't they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you uh, passed that age now, Colin, so... Uh, all right. All <laughs> well right. done. <laughs> Uh, today we are looking back 10 years into the past to talk about the 2007 in film. Uh, we also have a, uh, a look back at Jude Law's films. We have a Terminator quiz. We're talking about uh, who would play people in the latest uh, general election and much, much more. Much, but, much uh, more. Much, much more. We're a bit out, out of sync. <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course, as ever, we start off with some news. Zijan, tell me some news. Um, so, Avatar 2. Yes. Is set to screen in glasses free 3D. Really? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, there, there are plans. Is that called, called theatre? <laughs> uh, who knows? It's James Cameron, so I, I wouldn't put it past him to do something like that. But, it, you know, it begs the question, like, what, which cinema will actually pay? I, I bet it will cost a lot to, to actually screen 3D glasses free film. Well, then, presumably they had to make lots of updates to get just to play 3D film. I, I, I don't know. I, I think. I think 3D is not going to really kick off properly until it's glasses-free. I think that's a, if they can do it. It's a bit difficult for us as well because we wear glasses. It is. It's so annoying putting putting 3D glasses on top of other glasses. Yeah, your, your, my ears <laughs> hurt. Yeah, my, my nose isn't isn't the right shape for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think 3D in general has picked up as much as movie producers would like them to. I mean... yeah. I I saw the Avatar in 3D and it's it's okay. I mean, I I can appreciate the visual effects, but it doesn't like. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know, I've seen some good ones. Yeah. I mean, Avatar. Yeah, it's the highest grossing film ever, isn't it? And that's pretty much in t- just because, well, not just because, but largely because it was that big leap forward in technology, and I wanted to see what it was like. But I never see a 3D film these days. Huh? No. Why? I think probably the last one I saw would have been uh, Age of Ultron, maybe. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the last one that, I saw. That was better in 2D anyway. Yeah. Life of Pi is worth watching in 3D if you ever have that opportunity. Oh, that's beautiful in 3D. But mm. again, it, like, th- does it really add to the experience though of the film? Uh, in that case, well, I, I've never seen it in 2D, so I guess I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I think everyone hoped that we would all be seeing films in 3D. But yeah, I, I'm seeing less and less push for it now. You kind of It's all about IMAX these days, it seems. Filmed, filmed using IMAX cameras and that kind of thing. I've not seen a film in IMAX for a long, long time either. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never have, but the latest Transformers, they made a big thing, or well, part of it was filmed in IMAX cameras, which means apparently it sometimes was widescreen and sometimes wasn't, just like in between, or even within the same scene, it would suddenly switch between those two, which seems crazy. Well, there you go, Colin, a reason to watch the latest Transformers film. Yes. Um, I'll, no. No, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Um, unless you, the listener, uh, wish us to watch Transformers, and then let us know and we'll do it. And we'll do a review on it because, you know, we need listeners because we're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're desperate. 
I feel I feel we we you know put more effort in for a desperate. <laughs> You know who's not putting effort in anymore, Zijan? Who? Daniel Day-Lewis. He's quit acting. I heard he's quit acting before. Yes, yes. I think most people suspect he'll be back. Um, he's, a, he's a strange chap. Uh, I think he's got three Oscars, which I think he's the, the first actor ever to do that. Or his first... I think his first actor to get three uh, Best Actor Oscars. But he doesn't really appear that much. He kind of just uh, turns up in a film every couple of years. Yeah, pretty much university acclaimed for it. Win an Maybe Oscar, win. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like well, I'm done for a bit. Just a day's work. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't see him just uh, turning up in an in action thrill or something. But, um, what's going? What's he going to do now? He's retired now, though. Run well, for no, politics. La- last time he retired, he uh, he became a cobbler. Did he? Uh, yeah. So maybe he'll go back to that. Uh, until they need to, they need him to play a real a character that looks a lot like him. Yes, yes, that's what you're looking for in an actor. Yeah, uh, looks vaguely like him. Well, looks a lot like him. You, you've seen much Daniel Day-Lewis stuff? No, not at all. I think <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't do an actor factor on him because I'm pretty yeah. sure I didn't see any of him his stuff before. So he's my left foot, obviously, nope. um, uh, Gangs in New York. Nope. Uh, Lincoln. Nope. More popular stuff, Colin. Come on. They they will be blood. No. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's my Daniel Day Lewis. So, so, so you're really, you're really missing. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he's retiring. He's feeling that he's not appreciated by me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I feel so powerful right now. <laughs> yeah, in my small dark hole of a room. Uh, have, do, you, do you have uh, any other news, Mister Powerful? Uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. Yes, has confirmed to have Dazzler in it. I was played by Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, unfortunately, no. There's, <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't look that much alike. But I, I think if they do, I'm pretty sure Daniel Day-Lewis will be the first yeah, yeah. on the phone. But yeah, Desler has always had a very um, volatile relationship with uh, comic book readers. Because they, she was created back in the 1980s as a pop, pop disco siren. Yes. It's known to get around on roller skates. So she was definitely catered to the 80s crowd. So she was really made fun of. But her powers are actually, um, for lack of a better word, really powerful. Okay, she, she, she can, Yeah, she converts uh, sound energy into light energy. And if okay. you think about light energy, she can cause light um, brightness uh, such that you go blind. She can okay. create lasers, which right. is a, basically a focus... Um, light and etc etc so she can be quite deadly on her own right but it's just that because of her background as a pop disco siren (laughs) with with literally with like bell bell bottom trousers and all that okay yeah she um she definitely didn't doesn't have the best reputation but i'm quite glad to see her in x-men dark phoenix well, apparently there was a deleted scene from Apocalypse where they held up an LP with Dazzler on it, and it was uh, Taylor Swift huh. um, in in Dazzler format. Yeah. I don't think don't think Taylor will be uh, will be playing the role in the next one, but you never know. Does she act? Uh, she has acted. She um, she was in uh, Valentine's Day, I think it was. Oh yeah, with Taylor Lautner. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, she has a a brief appearance in uh, an episode of New Girl. I know you uh, love your Taylor Swift, Colin. I do love Taylor Swift. Uh, I can't think of any other acting she's done. But hey, give it time. What do you call Taylor Swift fans? Uh, Swifties, I believe. Wow. Um, yes. So, <laughs> in, in the, yeah. 
in the like, in the world of uh, Han Solo movie, all is all is not well, Zijan. All is not well. So I hear. So I hear. So uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, they're gone. They've left. They have, if uh, rumours are true, been fired um, from the Han Solo movie, and instead Ron Howard has stepped in to take their place. Yep. I heard so that too. Uh, that's a bit crazy. Is it? Is it really? I mean, kicking kicking out your directors when you've only got a few weeks left to film, that's pretty rare. Uh, did they kick them out in between filming? Yeah, so they're, they're in the middle of filming. They've done most of it. They've got, I said they've got maybe well, a few weeks left of filming, so it's it's almost there. And they've got, yeah, creative differences. So, um, it's, yeah, it's not it's not unheard of at all for, to lose a director from a, from a project. Obviously, no, that's the thing. It happened DC, before. DC are losing directors every week. But. <laughs> it happened to Marvel before as well. Remember Edgar Wright? Yeah, but again, he done loads of pre-production, but they hadn't got near production. Well, at least they were near, but they hadn't got into production at that point. So it's very strange to say, yeah, you've done all the pre-production, you've, you've filmed most of it, actually we're having second thoughts. Um, so rumours are that uh, they they were pushing a bit more of a comedic tone and the the powers that be at Star Wars decided they didn't like that. That could be a good issue. But Ron Howard's a good replacement. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is supposed to be out next year, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. I think they'll probably still be on track. He's a safe pair of hands, is Ron Howard, and uh, I yeah. assume they wouldn't they wouldn't bring someone else in they're going to disagree with. So they presumably told him pretty clearly what they want. Exactly. So, yeah, hope, hope for the best, Colin. I know you like your Star Wars. I'm. I do. Ambivalent. <laughs> You'll remember Zijan, my ongoing uh, bet with a Sunday Times journalist, Stephen Armstrong, about uh, whether or not Amelia Clark is going to be uh, the most famous British actor of all time. Yes. Yeah, well, she's in that film, and today is in fact the, the second anniversary of of that bet. So, um, is she I'll, I'll, is she still the where, where is she now in the ranks of the of of most famous British actors ever? Yes, um, I am fairly confident my mother has still not heard of her. That's she <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Let me know, Mum. Have you heard of Lemelia Clark? She's not uh, that much, has she? In the last couple of years, no. So she did um, something called Me Before You, which is a rom com, which apparently was terrible. That's the one with uh, Sam Claflin? That's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously she's still uh, doing her dragon stuff. <laughs> doing her dragon stuff? <laughs> I see you're not a fan. I, I, don't, I don't follow Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does the dragon stuff. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. And yeah, she's got this... Uh, she, but the, yeah, the Terminator franchise has kicked her out, it seems. Well, they've, they've completely... Rebooted again. again. Of us. Um, yeah, Han Solo's in trouble. So what next for Amelia Clark? Who knows? Well, you you may win the bet yet. I may win the bet. I'm sorry, Amelia. I'm a big fan. Well, not a big fan. Are you I'm really? Re- I'm a regular fan. <laughs> Even a regular fan? Are you? Um, I would go so far as to say that if a film had her in it, it would make me more likely to watch it. I wouldn't say definitely watch compared it. Compared to as, comp- <laughs> as opposed to who? Kind? Who are you uh, not a big fan of? Cory Delevingne. Um, <laughs> 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 so yes Emilia Clark, you are definitely better than Cara <laughs> it's not that's like fine. she doesn't have a modelling career to back her up though right no she's going she'll do fine mm. but uh, yeah I mean I, I'm not I, there, are, there are other people I'd prefer to see in a film I don't want to don't want Emilia Clark to get big headed if she's if she's tuning in I, <laughs> we, can, we can stop there I can, I can move on to the next I'm my d- definitive ranking of actresses in <laughs> terms of whether or not they'd make me want to watch a film <laughs> we can move on for this or we can I'm create big, a brand new segment in the next podcast Colin. I'm a big fan of Brie Larson she's anyway um, yeah next podcast definitive ranking of all actresses ever yes but let's, uh, let's by Colin 
You're not feeding into this. No, I'm okay. I still want to be like my Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Well, you might have to... I'm off to go and read it some of that where you said you've never seen any of his films. That's true. Uh, so, <laughs> next on my list of news is The Batman. Oh, yes. It's going to be a noir detective version of Batman. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. When I first heard it, it's like, oh, finally, something that's not, you know, just focusing on the action pack. I mean, Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective as well. So, it's good to highlight that. So, yeah. um, Director Matt Reeves is just coming to the end of The War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yes. Apparently, it's gotten a really good review, so I may actually check that out. Okay. Uh, and so he quotes, and I'm quoting here, it's a point of view driven film in a very, very powerful way that is hopefully going to connect you to what's going on inside of his head and his heart. And by his is Batman, basically. The Batman. Okay. Because, mm. again, there's the, apparently the rumors that it's all going to be set in, uh, or largely set in Arkham Asylum, which would fit in with that, I guess. Mm. It'd be good to see Batman in a different light. I mean, we've got so many Batman films already. Yeah. It's good to have something you know, different. Uh, yeah, emphasizing the, the, the detective intro. That'd be, that'd be cool. Jurassic World has got a it's got a new name. Or Jurassic World 2 has. It's Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. What does this tell us? <laughs> I, I read that it's going to be taking more uh, bits from Michael Crichton's book. Oh, yeah. Compared to the previous film. I have not read that book. So, uh, I don't know what, why it gives... I don't think... I mean, Jurassic Park and its sequels all follows the same format, right? I mean, <laughs> well, do, do you expect it to be any different from... Well, Jura- Jura- Lost World is kind of more of a let's go back and see what happened but as opposed to it, actually opening a park. It's, it's, but, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's the same thing, right? Like, um, there will be kids... Yep. Because there, there's always a kid in all the Jurassic Park films. Pro- probably dinosaurs as well. Yeah, yes. probably dinosaurs. The kid will have a special skill, like computer hacking or gymnastics. What? what, what? Really? Yeah. Do you, do you not remember the second film? Not very well. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Ian Malcolm's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, knows gymnastics and she quits halfway. And obviously, you you know this is going to be a plot point because halfway through the film, she uses her gymnastics skills to kick a velociraptor off the ledge. I remember. I remember. So what do you reckon the special skills are this time? Cake making. Yes. Okay. Baking. Can lure dinosaurs away with... uh, The smell of uh, Victoria Sponge. Fidget spinners are big, I understand. I don't know what they are. But I I hear they're big. So maybe... So if they want to be, you know, maybe fidget spinning is that a, is that a skill? <laughs> to some people, yeah. There you go. If uh, that's Jurassic World three, sort of rise of the fidget spinners. Any more news? Um, not many more. Um, I know that there's a new villain in the Black Panther. Oh yeah. Uh, I know the trailer came out. You saw that, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? Uh, no. It doesn't I didn't show like much, it. does it? It right? just, it, it just, it was just a bit bland. Very meh. Yeah, yeah, because you know Michael B. Jordan's in it. Yes, yeah, he's. Great. Uh, so his dad is a villain called Killmonger. So apparently there's Killmonger. Yeah, on the nose, right? I was gonna say, is that his, is that his birth name? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> little Jimmy, little Jimmy Killmonger. <laughs> what do you expect him to grow up to do? <laughs> yeah, I hope not. So the. Uh, I'm not too sure who this actress is, Nabia B. Okay. But she's confirmed to play another supervillain called Nightshade. Who, okay. If you, um, who apparently can command an army of wolves. Well, why not? Eh? Why not? Are there wolves in Africa? 
Yeah, maybe. I, really? You, you, you found my weak point, uh, which is <laughs> African uh, fauna. Um, <laughs> yes. Maybe I should have set all my quizzes on African fauna. Can we do an African fauna quiz next time? Next time. Well, it's your choice, so maybe. Yeah. Um, interesting news from the Spider-Man universe, or the MCU uh, as well. Um, Amy Pascal, uh, Sony head of or something, says that uh, all the Spider-Man spin-off films are in the same universe as Spider-Man Homecoming and therefore the MCU. Yes, but he's not supposed to appear in them, is he, Tom Holland? Well, she says maybe. Mm. Kevin Feige was sat next to her looking horrified as she said this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I can't contradict her right here, even though I think previously he said they won't be in the same universe. But yeah, they've uh, they got, they got the Venom film coming up, which if you remember, Zijan, I've bet all, all our listeners... Uh, five pounds that this film doesn't come out on the day they said it would come out. There's also a film called Silver and Black, which I didn't know was coming out. That's uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable or something. That's like that, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently they're all in the same universe. I don't think I'm looking forward to them, even though I know Spider-Man: Homecoming has already been released uh, last week, wasn't it? And the reviews yeah. are already in. They're very good doing reviews. Very, doing very doing surprisingly well. Yeah, I thought this might be a bit of a damn squib. Mm. Is that an alarm in your... <laughs> it's an alarm. I'm hoping it's not a fire one because uh, okay. that, that, that would make it a little bit awkward. But it's not that loud, is it? Can you hear it? Uh, I can hear it, yeah. But never mind. Um, I have uh, one more piece of news, Asia. Yes, um, go on. Which I'm going to post you as a question I don't think you'll be able to answer. <sighs> why, why bother doing it? I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> <laughs> If I was to tell you that a Ben Affleck film from last year is getting a sequel... <laughs> I know the answer to this. You do know the answer? Yes, I do. Okay. Is it The Actuary? Well, very close. <laughs> <laughs> do you wish it was The Actuary? Uh, that would be great. That would be good. I, did you see The Accountant? No. It was It was okay. It kind of got released and no one seemed to care. It kind of came into cinemas... I I was one of the few people who watched it. Anna Kendrick's in it. Anna Kendrick actually is very good in it. Um, but yeah, no one. He didn't seem to cause any sort of impact. But now apparently there's a sequel on the way. So there you go. It, it kind of seems slightly set up for a sequel. They kind of they they put the kind of pieces there. But I'm I'm very surprised that that option's been picked up. That's annoying though. It's like you 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 already created the first film, you know, with the idea that there will be a sequel. So it's just a cash cow, isn't it? Well, cash grab. Well, the thing is. What cash? No one's watching this film. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's all the news I have. Is that all the news you have, Zijan? Yeah, that's all the news I have. Uh, let's move to our exciting segment, uh, To See or Not To Z. To See or Not To Z. Z. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, have you been seeing any films recently, Zijan? I saw one this morning. This morning? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was hot, hot off the presses. I was super jet lagged. <laughs> I just flew in yesterday, so I'm super jet-lagged, so I had nothing better to do. So I watched a film on Netflix called Okja. Oh, yes. I've heard about this. Yes, which is about uh, a pig whose Um, name is called Okja. So this film stars um, quite big, some big names. There's Tilda Swinton. Mm. There's Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, among other a few South Korean actors as well. So it tells the story of... um, There's a huge corporation headed by Tilda Swinton. Uh, she genetically modified um, pigs, super pigs, and okay. sent 26 pigs all around the world to different farms to to live, to basically see how they grow. And in 10 years' time, they're going to have a competition to see who had the best raised pig. Okay. And go on from there. So, so it tells the story about Okja, which was um, raised in Korea. Right. Um, it's a good film. 
I would say. Uh, I think both Tilda Swinton and Jake Gyllenhaal look like they're having a lot of fun uh, making okay. the film because their characters, both their characters were very over the top uh, and very bombastic. So Jake Gyllenhaal plays um, a zoologist who likes to be in front of the TV. So he, he camps it up a lot for the camera. Okay. Uh, kind of, um, basically, if you like to eat meat, this film yeah. may be... Uh, may turn you off. I've heard that it's, it's creating vegetarians all over the place. <laughs> yeah, because it shows the brutality of um, animals at the slaughterhouse. Okay. And it's quite, at times, quite gruesome. But the tone of the film is quite mixed. There are parts which were clearly comedic in nature. Okay. Like, super comedic, and then it goes to very dark territory very quickly. And I think the film manages to balance the, the tonal difference quite well at most parts, but sometimes you can feel that's it's a bit weird to say you know switch from comedic point to a dark point. What's it's a it's a Korean director, isn't it? It's a Korean director, yeah. Um, Bong Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, but um, it's on Netflix, so I don't see any harm in you watching it. I think it's a decent film. It was better than the previous Netflix film I watched was, which was he's just not into that into you. Uh. (laughs) And that was just yeah. Yeah, that sounds bad. I've seen a film called Baby Driver recently, which everyone uh, everyone's talking about. It's the new um, Edgar Wright film. I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright, so I was looking forward to that one. It's a uh, car chases throughout, basically. So there's a kid played by Ansel Elgort, if I've got his name right, uh, who's a getaway driver for uh, for a gang led by Kevin Spacey. But he's got tinnitus, so he plays music the entire time to drown it out. And the entire film is basically set to that soundtrack before he's listening to, and it's all... Uh, very very well directed kind of um, all the car chases are in, in time to the music and uh, yeah, it's kind of everything proceeds in line to what's being listened to which sounds like a, a, a bit gimmicky so you kind of get one of the earlier scenes someone's putting down piles of cash and it kind of is in time with the drum beat and you think oh, if, if it's <laughs> of course be, it is yeah if it's going to be two hours of this that might get a bit much but it, it kind of it, it reels back a bit so it's not too over the top but yeah no it's um, high octane uh, great fun, all of it. Is it while Edgar writes best? I wouldn't. I, I probably want to see it again, but I, I, I first got Pilgrim myself. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- this one is interesting. It's kind of his first non-comedy, so there's, there's kind of funny bits in it, but it's not played as a comedy. So it's interesting, kind of mashing that style with a with an action film instead. It's a bad title, though, isn't it? Baby Driver. Well, it's um, named after Simon and Garfunkel song. Is it Baby, Baby Driver, which uh, which features towards the end of the soundtrack? But still. It's yeah, not one of those titles that make you want to watch a film. Fair enough. Um, he's he's called Baby. If that's any help. Not really. Yeah. I no, think that, I, that's more shoehorned shoehorn in than anything else, isn't so it? That, it's a little bit shoehorned. Yeah, let's um, let's have a film based on Simon Garfunkel <laughs> film, and let's name the main character Baby just because. Why not? Why not? But it's got Lily James in it. Uh, who's who's always. In fact, she's probably the most underused of the characters. She doesn't actually have that much to do. But, uh, Jamie Foxx, say Kevin Spacey, John Berntall, John Hamm. Uh, I think I, I went in with very high expectations because I heard great, great things, and uh, I enjoyed it. But um, possibly not that much. There's a few bits. It gets a bit more murdery than I was anticipating. Was it very violent? Was it too violent for you? Um, no, I think not. Not visually. I think the violence isn't off-putting. It's just. You think some of the characters think, well, would they really have killed that person from what we know of them so far? It seems a bit um, darker in that context. But still uh, great fun. I, I do recommend it. But I think if you're going in, don't read all the uh, the hype. Right. 
to see or not to Z. Successfully completed. Um, which moves us on, Zijan, to 2007 in film. 2007, 10 years ago. What were you doing 10 years ago, Zijan? <laughs> you always ask me this question, Colin. What do you think what? I'm doing in 2007? Um, uh, I was in Bristol. Oh, yes. Yeah, for the first half of 2007, because I was doing my placement year. Ah. Yes, in Exa. Well, that was where I met you. Good times. For the first time. Did I meet you? Do you even know me then? No, right? Well, you say in the first half of 2007. Yeah. Then no, I I moved to Bristol in August 2007. Did you? Oh, yeah, definitely not then. So it's not when we met each other. Oh, no, well. we just miss each other. So no but significant wait. event in my life. Right? <laughs> wait till we do 2018 film. That's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? No, we didn't meet each other in 2008 either. Didn't we? Oh. 2009 in film. It's going to be... No, hold on. I got my dates wrong. I entered... I got my dates wrong. <laughs> Crap, it was a, the second half of 2007 that I joined EXA. Okay. It was, yeah. So I should have met you then. 2007 yeah. may or may not have been the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, okay. Uh, I, I, I graduated uh, from Warwick University in 2007. And I have not Bristol. graduated. No? And you have stayed there ever since. I've not, not left this fine city. Uh except when you're on holidays and stuff. Uh, so I wasn't watching Masters of Films back in 07, to be honest. I was looking down this list, and there's, I've, I've seen a lot of these things since, but I'm not sure how many of them I saw saw at the time. Mm. Um, as, as ever, let's let's kick off with the, the highest-grossing films of, of 2007. Go on, then. Um, you'll, you'll notice a theme as I say... I'll quickly go through them, and we can go back and talk about them as we want to. But um, uh, in 10th place, 300. In 9th place, National Treasure 2. In 8th place, The Simpsons Movie. In 7th place, I Am Legend. In 6th place, Ratatouille. 5th place, the first Transformers film. And then 4th uh, place is Shrek 3. 3rd place is Spider-Man 3. 2nd place is Harry Potter 5. And 1st place is, Harry, is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Basically not a good year for movies. But a great year for multiple sequels. Um, <laughs> yes, no no outstanding classics there, are there? Um, no, that's the thing, like... Um, the Simpsons movie is quite good. I enjoyed yeah, that. That was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, I feel The Simpsons itself kind of passed its best, well, well before I think it captured but, uh, some of its magic in the, yeah. the Simpsons movie. I think, it, it, I agree with you, it went past its best by date ages ago, but I think it captured some of its magic in this film and it got back what it was it's missing now. Yeah, Spider-Pig was great. Spider-Pig yeah. was great, yeah. That's fun. Ratatouille I, is great too. I like, I enjoy Ratatouille, and but I do enjoy my Pixar films. So. Something told me you might uh, pick that one out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, of all that, yeah, I think Ratatouille is a great film. And I like food as well. So, Pixar yeah. and food, come on. Pixar, it's, it's a great combination. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have nothing much to say about Pirates of the Caribbean three, uh, except it's the only time I think I, I've ever been in the cinema where they've actually had a break during the film. <laughs> what happened? They had like, they had like a t- literally, they just because it was a long film, they gave us a ten minute recess so it was a planned break yeah yeah i guess because there's a lot of kids there and they want to i don't know but to be honest i was sat in the like in the middle of a thing so you couldn't really get out so oh. i was like oh great so basically just made this film even longer for me that's that's not what i wanted 10 minutes break yeah <laughs> imagine them doing it for films now there's so many films which are about three hours long now yeah it's insane it seems a very strange decision. but uh I, I didn't. It's not crazy. I, I thought it was more or less on a par with Pirates Two, but still a long way below Pirates One. I can't remember much of it, to be honest. They, they all blend into each other a little bit. I, I see, I've seen it. I've seen it maybe three times. I'm not sure why, but I still don't understand it. There's there's so many people double crossing each other. It just confused me a lot. Yeah. I can never work out who was on whose side. 
I really can't remember any of it. I know I've no. seen it because it's Pirates of the Caribbean, but yeah. that's it. That's all I have. Spider-Man 3? We've talked a lot about it, haven't we? It's bad, isn't it? Um, they just tried to cram too many characters in it. That's that's basically its problem. And uh, emo Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was fun. Um, until we get that deluge of, of listener emails, let's not talk about the Transformers film. Um did you, did you ever see I Am Legend with your, your favourite film star, Will Smith? I did see uh, I Am Legend with my favourite film star, Will Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, it's... Would you say you're more likely to watch a film if it's got Will Smith or if it's got Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> well, given my track record, probably Will Smith, right? There you go. <laughs> Surely Will Smith. But it's it's just one of those Will Smith films, really, isn't it? It's like him against the world. Yeah. Him in his self-satisfied <sighs> expression against the world. The... um. The, the, end, the end of the book, and I think the original film, is a lot more interesting than this one. So, it's, spoilers for I'm Legend, but, but yeah, so he's, he's in this kind of post-apocalyptic world and there's all these weird creatures that are trying to attack him and he kills them off and stuff. Hmm. And then at the end, he just, he's like, he's lo- looking for this area that where there's a safe haven and in the end, he just finds it. And there you go, safe haven. Well, probably at the end of the, uh, the book, he realises that he's effectively the monster because he's been trapping and killing all these creatures. Yes. I remember Which that. I think is a much more interesting ending than uh, what we got. Yeah, oh, in the film, he sacrificed himself, didn't he? Uh, that's, that rings a bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sacrificed himself because he's Will Smith. Cause, of course he has to. Okay. Uh, so much for the highest gracing films. Um, 300? Have you seen 300? I've seen bits of it. It, it stars your favourite actor, Gerard Butler. <laughs> it does. What a, what a year for him. <laughs> yeah, he sh- I've seen the bit where he shouts, this is Sparta and kicks someone down a well. Yep. Okay. Um, what else? No, that's probably that's probably it. Um, Zach, um, not Zach Efron, Zack Snyder, in uh, one of his earlier films. It's not a bad film by any means. I mean, oh, yeah. like I mean, I, I in that list of ten films, I can see a few other films which I definitely would consider much worse than Three Hundred, Spider Man yeah. Three, and yeah, Harry Potter Five was alright. If I remember rightly, it was alright. Three Hundred is not a bad film at all, so um, I would recommend watching that. It's yeah, it's, a, okay. it's a decent story. The graphics are cool. The action scenes are really cool. Um, so, nothing wrong with that. I'll check it out. Um, okay, some Academy Award winning films. Um, well, we've already talked about There Will Be Blood. Which you, no, we haven't. We've talked about... Yes, we have. There Will Be Blood. Daniel Day-Lewis. He won Best Actor uh, in 2000... Or for that film from 2007. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's one of these critically adored films. I, I thought it was pretty good. There's a... Paul Dano's in it. He's always good. There's a very, very weird scene towards the end where uh, Daniel Delos is shouting, I drink your milkshake at Bordeno in a bowling alley. It's crazy. I don't think it works at all. <laughs> what, what, what's the context here? Um, okay, Daniel Lewis has got really rich and bought this big house that's got a bowling alley in it. Paul Dano plays a... We well, played two characters, but including a, a minister who didn't get on too well with him and they had all kinds of weird uh, relationships. And he goes over there to, I think, to either to ask for forgiveness or to try and make amends or something. And yeah, Daniel Day Lewis screams at him a lot, shouts, "I drink your milkshake," <laughs> and then uh, spoilers, I uh, kills him with a bowling ball, if I remember rightly. Classy. That's so my Daniel Day Lewis. Such, such a weird end to that film. Because <laughs> before that, it was pretty sensible. Anyway, what uh, was it competing against? Um, no Country for Old Men won a lot of Oscars. It won four Oscars, in fact. I have not seen it, but uh, I, only yesterday someone was recommending it to me. Uh, my, my good friend John Bird, who may or may not be listening. 
Yeah, you've seen that one? No, yeah. I've not seen No Country. That's the one that won Best Picture, right? That's right. And director and supporting actor and adapted screenplay. Uh, I've also not seen uh, Le Vie en Rose. Nope. For which, um, Marion Cotillard won Best Actress. Very good. And I've not seen Michael Clayton, although it's in my collection, ready to be watched. Um, what did I do in 2007? Why did I see any of this? <laughs> I did see, however, uh, Juno, which I think is a great film. Oh, I saw Juno too. Yay, one out of five. There we go, nailed it. Um, yeah, it's, it, was, it felt almost like one of those years where the Academy, by and large, only watched like five films. And they, I was going through the list and it's like they just kept well, uh, nominating and awarding the same couple of, or well, same few films. But Juno's great, uh, written by Diablo Cody, starring Ellen Page as a high school girl who, who gets pregnant. I think it's very funny, uh, very well written. She, that, say it, it won original screenplay, Diablo Cody won that. Um, got a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Michael Sarah as well. I agree, but it's a shame though, Ellen Page hasn't been seen much nowadays. No, she's, uh, her career's not quite uh, gone, kept to the same standard, is it? Um, mm. She's still, I mean, she's still working, she's still out, out and about. She's there, but not, not as high profile as, you know, she would expect, I would expect her to be. Yeah. Hey, she was an X-Men 3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well done, her. Yeah. Um, this isn't 2007, but talking of Juno, I saw a film the other day called The Age of 17, um, which I have, even on Twitter, I have described as being the new Juno. We talked about Hayley Steinfeld. Uh, yep. From Pitch Perfect 2? Uh, from Pitch Perfect 2, but also she's the lead in uh, The Age of 17. She's absolutely fantastic. I just thought I'd recommend that in passing since I mentioned Juno. Hmm. Okay, some let's uh, some Academy Award nominees. Um, have you seen now? I know you've seen one of these films, um, okay. Enchanted. Yes, I've seen Enchanted, um, and it's a great film. Um, yes. Amy Adams is great in it, and so is yeah. It's it's just a good. It's Disney after after all. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we can, can agree that Disney does good films. <laughs> um, <laughs> Almost exclusively. <laughs> it's been a good f- year for musicals, actually. So, okay. just to point out, Enchanted was uh, Enchanted was there. Um, many good original songs. Hairspray was out that year as well. Oh, yeah. With John Travolta uh, playing uh, the mother. Uh, there's also Once. Oh, yes. Was that, which was out oh, in 2000. Was that that year? Yeah, out in 2007 oh. as well. They won um, Best Song, I believe, for Falling Slowly, which is a beautiful oh. song, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got that but yes, that was a... That was a good effort. I like I like once. I thought it was you know a very good story told correctly. Yeah, it's because it was it's not much like it's fairly light on story, isn't it? It's kind of a, a busker in in For, Ireland, yeah. Peter Girl. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's great. I say great songs and uh, yeah, quite a very low budget appearance. Have you, have you seen Begin Again? No, I didn't see Begin Again. Basically, it's the same people, and it's more or less the same story, but we're just with bigger stars. So it's uh, Mark Ruffalo and Kira Knightley, um, James Corden. Yeah, I, I think the, the the small scale thing works for this film's favor, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, and it was made into a Broadway musical as well once. Oh yes, with Ronan Keating. Ronan Keating, yeah, in West End, he was playing boy guy. I think that's his name or him. Oh, right. he, it's one of those generic names that, uh, yeah, you, they, he didn't have a name in the film. Neither did the girl. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, but so, yeah, no, I think you're right. It works much better as a kind of a, a small budget folk tale. Begin again is not very good, uh, in my view. The Beatles film came out this year, didn't it? The Beatles film. Uh, there's a Beatles musical film across the universe. Oh yes, I've not seen that actually. Didn't it come out in 2007? I'm pretty sure. It I, did, I think it I, did. Yes, I yeah. saw it. It's like, oh, Colin can talk about this because I'm not going to. 
I have not seen it. There How can you, you not go. see it? Uh, why, why have you not seen it? You <laughs> love the Beatles. I do love the Beatles. I, I, I mean, just because it's, it's vaguely Beatles tinge, this one, I understand. But uh, I mean, it's named after a Beatles song, and the main character's called Jude. I think it's, it's my favourite Beatles song as well. Across the universe? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Uh, I did not expect that. Um, there's a few films here that... Um, so I I saw uh, Charlie Wilson's War, which I, I would say is probably the worst film written by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> He wrote um, Steve Jobs and The Social Network and uh, A Few Good Men. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Wilson's War. It's about Tom Hanks plays a Charlie Wilson, who's a American politician. I think it was the first film to have uh, Tom Hanks and Julie Roberts together. But uh, pretty forgettable, if I'm honest. Yep. I, <laughs> yep. No, that, nothing clicks for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Bob Dylan. Speaking of musicals, um, there's a film called I'm Not There, which was a kind of biopic of Bob Dylan, but not really. Um, so I think they had about seven or eight people uh, playing different versions of him, albeit they weren't all versions of him. It's a very... If you know it Bob sounds Dylan, complicated. But, I say, if you know Bob Dylan, you'll know he likes to be a bit enigmatic. But um, So some of them clearly looked like him, like, so, um, and some of them were playing other characters inspired by him, or one of them played a character that he played in the film. But yeah, it's got great kind of Richard Gere, uh, Ben Wisher, I think, Heath Ledger. Um, but the, the, the standout for me was uh, Kate Blanchett playing him. And to be honest, looking more like him than any of the other actors looked like him. It's pretty crazy. Huh. Yeah, I think she got nominated for that. I have another musical film as well, which I missed. Hit me. It's Sweeney Todd. Oh, yes. Yeah. As I say, it's a good year for musicals. I think, so, uh, since Chicago, yes. which won its Oscar in 2003, I believe. Okay. I can't remember long. It's a while back. I think uh, movie studios started making more musicals, uh, films since then. Because there was a big hit back in the 1960s, 70s, musical films. Uh, And then it stopped for a while. I'm pretty sure there wasn't any in 1990s. And then Chicago came in and won the Oscar. And suddenly every film studio wants to do a musical. And yeah, as I said, this year was really good. And Sweeney Todd was great as well. It stars Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp as the titular character. Directed by Tim Burton. And... It has music by Stephen Sondheim, which is, in my opinion, okay. one of the best lyricists out there. It wasn't an original musical. No, it's not an original musical. No. It's based on a actual oh, yeah. uh, Broadway musical. Okay. Yeah, good year for musicals. Just to reiterate that again. <laughs> yep. I, I I believe you. I have not seen that one either. Um, Stardust is a film that came out in 2007. Uh, yes, I've seen that. It stars Charlie Cox. Yes. I love that film. Claire Danes, um, a cast of British people. But yeah, it's, it's a fancy thing based on Neil Gaiman book. Um, someone goes across into another land, effectively, and comes across witches and pirates and, and, all, and princes and curses and all sorts. And I think it's great fun. Very kind of tongue-in-cheek. I've, I usually describe it as uh, what the Princess Bride would be like if the Princess Bride was good. <laughs> uh, people love the Princess Bride, though. People do absolutely adore the Princess Bride. I don't get it. Stardust is that, but better. This one. <laughs> I'm going to st- stick my neck out and say it. Yeah, speaking of British films, I still there, there are quite a few British films on my list as well that I've seen that year. So I have started oh, yeah. for 10. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a fun one. Uh, James McAvoy, that's based on a book by Nick Hornby, is it? No. No, it's David. Ah, I have the book in my bookshelf right now. Dang it. Me, too, go, me too. Go um, check it. Same guy who did one. David Nichols. Yeah, David Nichols, yes. <laughs> that's right. Uh... I think that was probably was it James McAvoy's one of his first films, wasn't it? Um, probably one of his first leading roles. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film about 
um, university challenge. It is. It's one of those that sounds like it'd be terrible, but uh, yeah, it's based around university challenge, even though it's more about university life and yeah, it's it's, it's like I say, it's, it's picture of university life is not very similar to my university life because everyone not- is a, well, everyone's obsessed with politics, so they they kind of you're getting in, in fights because some people are in favor of conservatives and some people are labor and stuff like that. more in the book than the film maybe, but um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I knew like two people who cared about politics at university. It was, it was filmed in. Sorry, it was filmed in Bristol, right? It was, yeah. So, um, so I think yeah, set at Bristol University, and some of it genuinely is Bristol University, and some of it's not. I think, but yeah, it's bit for nice. But a young Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. What? Oh, is he? What what does he play? Who does he play? Uh, he, he was the kind of the uh, he was on the student the students who was a bit posh and no one liked him. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> He was on the, on the team. Uh, Alice Eve is in it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, is that the one with Alice Eve playing a girl called Alice and Rebecca Hall playing a girl called Rebecca? Is that right? I could be thinking of a different film. That's <laughs> that's possible. There you go. Yeah. Uh, apart from Starting for 10, I watch uh, Hot Fuzz as well. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Powder Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Um, great, great with Simon uh, Pegg and Nick. What? Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, uh, it's about it's a cop investigating a murder or a yep. serial killer in a small town. It is in uh, in Wells in Somerset. Yeah, um, and isn't do you like the film? Because I thought it would be too gruesome for you. Yeah, but you, you always say. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I always I worry about your sensitivities, Colin. You do. I'm, I was very thoughtful. <laughs> uh, yes, no, it's fine. I, it's it's good fun. Um, I yeah. I prefer Shaun on the Dead myself, but Hot Fuzz is uh, yeah is, is up there. Just in case someone may share your proclivities, Colin. I think. I mean, it's not. It's not like it's an eighteen. I can cope. With, <laughs> I can cope with a bit of blood. It's a, nice use of the word proclivities, by the way. Good work. Um, I've been saving that for a while now. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason we have a podcast. Is just so you can get the word proclivities in there. I'll tell you my favourite film from uh, this year, though. Um, it's a film called Amazing Grace, which is a story of the life of William Wilberforce and his uh, fight against the slave trade. I mean, you must know William Wilberforce, Tijan, one of the <laughs> great, great British, uh, great, well, one of the great British people of he all time. He is definitely not in the life in the UK test when I was doing it. He must be, no, surely. No, no. We don't care about them, apparently. Wow. Well, William Wilberforce, essentially, he spent his life campaigning against the slave trade. Um, oh, did he? As an uh, MP for Hull, among other places. Well, no, he was from Hull. He was an MP for... Yorkshire. Anyway, he's, he's an MB. Um, played by Owen Grufford in this film, uh, back when he could still get work. Uh, he is... Just Mr. Fantastic, wasn't he? He was. He was Mr. Fantastic. Um, yeah, no, it's a wonderful film. Uh, very moving. I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't... Also, also, in fact, has a young uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in it. <laughs> he's in everything, isn't he? Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing I'd, I'd ever seen him in. So when, when he got big, I was thinking, oh, it's that guy who played Pitt the Younger in Amazing Grace. What? Uh, How old was he then? Uh, he must have been 20-ish, maybe. Uh, How old was he now? Maybe a bit older, maybe a bit older, because he must have been his... Mid-30s? Mid-30s, yeah. So take 10 years off that, and that's how old he was. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what my favourite film of 2007 was. I mean... I liked a few. I liked Once. That was great. I liked Junior. Okay. That was great. So, yeah. Enchanted. I'm going to go with Enchanted. Enchanted, fair enough. <laughs> I also made... I've, I've written my listen to other brackets good and other brackets bad. There's some really bad films I've seen from this year. <laughs> really bad. Um, I think... So, this Evan Almighty was pretty bad. 
Fantastic Four 2 was pretty bad. It went on um, my ATS, the one with Noazak in it. That's right. It yeah. wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It stars uh, Steve Carell and Lorelai, Lorelai Gilmore. Lorelai Gilmore, playing Lauren Graham in the film. <laughs> Lauren Graham. <laughs> I'd forgotten she was in that. Yeah, she was, not she? I've already talked before about the number 23 and how it's absolutely terrible. That was a 2007 film. Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey and his obsession with the number 23. It appears everywhere, Colin. It appears everywhere. Such a bad film. Um, But I think the the absolute worst film, maybe, is a film called The X, uh, starring Zach Braff uh, and Amanda Peet and Jason Bateman. Why may you choose to watch that film? I like Zach Braff. Uh, I think Garden State is fantastic. I love Scrubs. So I thought I'd give it a try. Mm Mm-hmm. It's one of the relatively few films that I have had in my collection and uh, given away. Uh, for free? For free. Well, you sold it, Colin. I can't believe you accepted money for that film. Uh, I honestly can't remember. Since I used to sell them. Most I give them away these days uh, if I don't like them. In fact, to be honest, from this from 2007, the films that I have given away are uh, The X, The Kingdom, Mr. McGorry's, McGorry's Wandering Point, <laughs> Dad 4, Hitman, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. And the number 23. What a year for giving away film. Um, but yeah, the, the X is, is it's basically they seem to think, oh, people like slapstick comedy. And they've got some hilarious scenes where Zach Braff thinks that his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend isn't really disabled, so pushes him out of a wheelchair. What? Yeah. It's as bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't be bothered to go through all those bad films I just mentioned, but they, uh, they're pretty nah. dull. No, nah, it's okay. I think we, we understand. But uh, there's a film called Sunshine, which some people love, but I absolutely hated. But mainly because, and I could have, I could have done with someone like you this time, Dijan, back in my my last few months. At I was there, State. Colin. I was there. Well, this was this is back when I was at Warwick, so oh. before I came to Bristol. But some friends and I went to see Sunshine. Yes. Um, thinking, oh, it's a space kind of sci-fi film. That'd be fun. None of us realised it was basically a horror film. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it turned into one. <laughs> So yeah, about halfway through, suddenly this mad killer comes through and slashes through all knives and stuff. And it's absolutely horrendous. Basically, we were all just hope. I think there were kind of it was a male female split, and so some of us were kind of some of the men felt we maybe had to pretend that we weren't terrified. But uh, that was horrible. Well, why do you wish I was there then? Well, because you could have told me as I was going in, Colin, this is horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. I could. Are you sure you want to watch this violence? I, I well, it's, a, it's a what? <laughs> I, I was have no going, idea. I was going to watch it because Michelle Yeoh is in it. Oh yeah, and I'm always in support of Malaysian actors, but and then I saw it was a horror film. So horror film trumps my support for yeah. Malaysian actresses. Facing anyway. some friends, just said John Sears, and I had done no research. So I wasn't massive into films at the time, so oh yeah, sure, why not? Um, I think Chris Evans might be in it. Really? I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, at the end, they fly into the sun and blow up, and I have never been more relieved. Um, <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> um, that'll do for 2007, won't it, Yeah, I think that works well. I mean, yeah, we're running out of time as well. We are. So we move now on to um, the films of Jude Law in our Actor Factor segment where we talk about the films of Jude Law or indeed whichever actor we're talking about. Um, yes. I have apparently... Well, I've written down I've seen 15 films, but I'm pretty sure I've never seen Alfie. I don't know why that's on the list. I've seen nine films. Okay. Which has him in it, yeah. Um, so Jude Law for me I kind of hated him as an actor um, because I think the first four or five films I saw him in I thought were absolutely terrible which were? Uh, so well I saw bits of Alfie actually I, I switched off very quickly um, AI artificial intelligence I know okay, we've talked about this before not too bad it's 
awful. It's not awful. Okay, it's definitely not awful. <laughs> Uh, Closer, I really hated Closer So it's based on a play And it's him, Julie Roberts, Natalie Portman And uh, Clive Owen They, I think Natalie Portman I don't know, don't know she got Oscar nominated for it I think um, But essentially they're all the most The foremost hateful people you could possibly think of And we're supposed to be interested in their Their lives, their lives. But yeah, basically they're just cheating on each other And lying to each other And uh, not much fun Yeah, I saw uh, Tantum Mr Ripley And I, I wouldn't say that was terrible But I, I didn't really get on board with it mm. but this is what soon led me to my belief that he films where he has facial hair are films uh, are, are the good ones which I, i've told you before um but yeah he's he's great in sherlock holmes i thought he was very good in anna Karenina. uh he did a good job in um road to perdition i'm pretty sure he had facial hair in all of those so so i can't remember whether jude law has facial hair in all my favorite films of him okay. <laughs> at all Just but fine. yeah so some of my favorite films of uh, Jude Law. I, I've been going through the list, and I don't hate his films as much as you do. I well, mean, see, the thing the, is, I don't anymore, but uh, I did. I think he's got better. Yeah, there, there are no films that I particularly would you know would hate to watch again. Most of okay. them, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Um, but some of my favorites were Spy. Oh uh, yes, which I love. Um, which uh, starred Melissa McCarthy, and I think it gave her a very solid platform to be a great comedic actress. I think she's one of the highest paid actresses out there right now. And she's yeah. absolutely fantastic in that. Okay. Uh, as well as, um, so she plays a deskbound CIA agent who remotely assists her field partner played by Jude Law. Hmm. And it stars uh, Jason Statham as well, um, among other many famous actors. And it's a great film. It's hilarious. It's so, so funny. And okay. I totally recommend it. She's really good in it. Um, the other film that I liked him in was The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. But he didn't play a big part in it though. He was merely, he was, Built as the author who basically told the story of the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fun film. It's, I think it's probably one of Wes Anderson's more accessible films. Mm. I've never been a massive Wes Anderson fan, but um, yeah, I agree. That was that was great fun and great, oh, outstanding cast. And, uh, it is, and another film that I liked with him in it was uh, Hugo. Okay, uh, it's Scorsese, mm. uh, which is about a boy uh, who lives alone in the Paris train station in nineteen thirties. And it has wonderful use of 3D as well. Oh, uh, if, okay. if you're considering... I, uh, I saw it in 2D. But, uh, yeah. And it's been nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Did you know that? That's, that's a bit... 11. That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Even though it didn't do well in the box office, it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Wow. Uh, Jude Law didn't last long in the film. He pretty no. much... Yeah. Died. Yeah, like I said, I, I thought it was okay, but I, I wasn't blown away. It feels like one of these things, because it's basically about filmmaking, isn't it? They, they, yes, yeah. yeah. Hollywood love films about filmmaking. So I can see one of you. They do. So do you have a, a favourite? Is it Spy? Yeah, I love Spy. I think Spy is and do you have, great. Do you have a least favourite? Uh, so I'm just going down the rest of my films that I've seen. So I don't have a long list, so I can quickly run through them. Okay. Uh, Rise of the Guardians was okay. Sherlock oh, yeah. Holmes was great. Uh, Imagine of Dr. Parnassus was the last Heath Ledger film, which yeah, was yeah. a good tribute, I thought. A series on unfortunate events I love. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. AI, which for me is okay. So the last <laughs> one that I have is The Holiday. Oh, out, out of everything. So I guess that has to be my least favorite. Jude Law that's film. pretty bad. Pretty bad. I'm going to say these days, I think the last few he's made, I, I have enjoyed. Um, yeah, so Anna Karenina was, was very well put together. Uh, it's a film called Side Effects, which is very unnerving. But um, I think it's Soderbergh, if I'm right. Um, yeah, him and uh, Rini Mara and Channing Tatum. It's it's, it's a quite a, I say unsettling film, but it's it's very good. So I'd say these days I'd I'd probably go and watch a Jude Law 
film, but yeah, close to definitely my least favourite. Uh, I'd say my favourite is probably Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. So still with that. And we're probably going to see him next in the next Harry Potter film. Of course, Young Dumbledore. Um, right, what, who's uh, who's the actor factor for next time, Zijan? It will be a British treasure. Is, is it me? No, no, oh. God, no. Emma Thompson. <laughs> ah, good shouts. She's a uh, prolific. She is prolific. She was. She had a cameo in um, in uh, I Am Legend. Did she? Yeah. She was on the TV saying, everyone's going to die. Um, <laughs> she did it very well. Of course she did. So, in a, we are running a little bit out of time, but in, in our exciting segment about the general election, we have talk, asked the good people out there. Uh, yeah, I love how you hide whether, whether or not you're on board with the segment. Well, we are definitely not jumping the shark here, guys. Definitely not jumping the shark in any way. This is a, an exciting new development, a, a bold new dawn. Um if there was a film of the general election, who should play the lead characters in it? Uh, we've had a few uh, few entries, including for some people who've not been on the uh, on the podcast before, so that's exciting. Shout out to them. I'll shout out to them as as we go. So uh, let's start with um, Jeremy Corbyn. Yes. Um, so my friend James Lee has suggested Bernard Cribbins. Um, do you know who Bernard Cribbins is? No. <laughs> no. Have you ever watched The Railway Children? No. I have the book now. What's the John? He's in that. Uh, he's also he was in Doctor Who for a bit. Um, kind of a classic uh, British actor. Um, Luke Nuckley. Hey, Luke. Uh, has suggested Alec Guinness. I like um, that though. They they do have a resemblance. They do look pretty similar. Uh, and he has pointed out that it's, it's imaginary casting, so we can go with dead people, which is which is very true. Yes, he he does look a lot like him, doesn't he? They do. Our friend Kev Nichols. Hi, Kev has gone for Christopher Lee. That's a good shot as well, though. I, I like that. Uh, Christopher Lee more, is, usually plays bad guys. I leave that one hanging in the air. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Andy Coogan, hi Andy, uh, has suggested the guy who plays Columbo, who is, is in fact uh, Peter Falk. Why not, eh? Why not? My suggestion um, for Jeremy Corbyn was Wilfred Bramble. Who are all uh, these people calling? It's <laughs> clearly not catered for me. I'm going to look for a random British name right now and then yeah. <laughs> that will be my choice. Have you ever heard of Steptoe and Son? No. Have you ever heard of Sanford and Son? No. No. Okay, uh, Steptoe and Son is a British uh, sitcom from many decades ago uh, in which he played a rag and bone man. Um, he also appeared in Hard Day's Night. <laughs> Did you have a suggestion for, for Jeremy Corbyn? Uh, <laughs> not really. No, fine. I, I, I just googled one. Can I google one? Go for it. I've chosen Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who fame. Okay, that's a good shout. Yeah. I like that. You just, you, what, did, what did you google? Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Oh, I see. Yeah, I know he's quite old, so there why you go. not? And he's British. I like it. Um, Theresa May, my brother Simon has gone for Francis Delator. I don't know any of these. <laughs> uh, you'll know some of them. Good shout. Um, Luke Knockley again has gone for Ian McDermott. Um, you won't necessarily know his name, but you might know uh, him as the guy who played the Emperor uh, in Star Wars. So, Okay. I, 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 think, I think he's pairing off as uh, Alec Guinness for 
as kind of Obi Wan slash Jeremy Corbyn. Yep, yep, I, I can see that. Uh, Theresa May for, as the Emperor. Again, we, we'll veer towards the political. So let's skip over that. Of course, of course, because that's not what we're aiming for in the first place, right? Kevin Nichols has gone for uh, for Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Atkinson or Mr. Rowan Bean? Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said Mr. Bean. I assume he means Rowan Atkinson. Or is it Mr. Bean? Rowan Atkinson playing Mr. Bean playing Theresa May. Well, that'd be a meta. Yeah, and then uh, Andy Coogan went for the same one I gone for actually, um, which is Glenn Close, uh, who you will know as Crowderville. That's um, good though. I, I like Glenn Close. Spot on, isn't it? That's quite spot on. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a really okay. good shout. Actually, you, you can be the definitive choose of the best of all these. So we have the cast list, season. So we've got <laughs> yeah, Glenn Close, Theresa May. I'm not who, unbiased whatsoever, right? Who Who are you going for for Jeremy Corbyn from the list? I like I like Guinness. Alec Guinness. Okay, good choice. Okay, uh, th- those are the only ones we've had multiple suggestions for. Um, did you have a Theresa May suggestion? Or you? Uh, so <laughs> no, but <laughs> but I want I want Tony okay. Collette because I haven't seen her play anything for a while now. Like okay, <laughs> that's good reasons, Annie. Uh, there's a few others. So um, John McDonald, I've gone for Terence Stamp. I think that would work. Um, Ruth Davidson. <laughs> See, this is fun because now not only is it actors you've not heard of, I'm guessing you probably don't know who Ruth Davidson is. Um, I know that's a Scottish Tory MP. Oh, sorry. Oh, I've done, I've done you wrong. Uh, it's just Susan Kalman, who I I didn't know the name, but I, I looked her up, and she's basically a, a comedian who looks quite a lot like Ruth Davidson. That was from um, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, she suggested Andrew Scott to play George Osborne. I know Andrew Scott. I like Andrew yeah. Scott. Do you reckon you make a good George Osborne? I only seen him in Sherlock, so yeah, um, yeah, he's 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 good. I like him. So, I, so he's votes, in. votes for the actor, yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Tim Farron, uh, former leader of the Liberal Democrats, Luke Nockley has suggested that he get played by Harry Enfield, uh, which I think is a reference to um, Harry Enfield character Tim Nice but Dim, uh, which Tim Farron does resemble quite a lot. So that seems fair. So. <laughs> Did you enjoy that segment, CJ? Yeah, tremendously. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for your your your, your uh, entrance. We, we appreciate, appreciate that. Especially Thank you very new, much. Especially the new people um, who may or may be listening, but I'll be I'll get in touch with you and tell you to listen, and then who knows? Say hi. Um, we might do this again, probably less political, but uh, I like the idea of expanding this to uh, not just remakes of films. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, so finally, we have our quiz, quiz, which is on the Terminator series this yes. time round. Uh, I'm going to kick off season number one. In what year was the first Terminator film released? Ah, oh, it's a year question that you love. I hate the year questions. <laughs> uh, I know the second Terminator film was released. <laughs> it can't be that far. Before. Oh my! Okay, I know the second film was released in 1991. So okay. it has to. It so it has to be sometime before that. 1989. 1984. Jeez, such yeah. a big time there jump. There was a long gap. That was yeah. seven years, yeah. Okay, I have a year question for you for my first one. Is that, if it's what year Terminator 2 released, then you've really shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> from what year did the original Terminator come from to assassinate Sarah Connor? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, so I think Judgment Day was supposed to happen in 1997, so it has to be after that. Yep, that is true. Uh, so, uh, has it happened yet? I was reading something about 2011, so I'm going to go with 2011. No, 18 no? years after that. 2029, oh, really? yeah. Oh, wow, that's late. Uh, okay. 
Um, in Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the T-800. What Terminator does Robert Patrick play in that film? That's the T-1000, right? Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question 2 for me is, what does the Terminator, the first film, have in common with the following films? Citizen Kane, Mary Poppins, and Toy Story 2. Ooh, okay. Uh, what does he have in... You so need to speak the... if you're going to stall, Connie. You have to edit I, this I, out. I, I, I can edit this out. So, he's, what does the character have in common? Or... No, what does the film have in common? Oh, does the film have in common? Um, what does Terminator have in common with Citizen Kane, Mary Poppins, and Toy Story 2? That's a great question. I can't for the life of me think what the answer might be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if I pause long enough. <laughs> you can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can hear the keyboard typing. <laughs> is it that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. That's a, wonder, that's a wonderful question. You can't um, keep stalling, Colin. You can't even negative I points. Feel, I feel like I can. Um, <laughs> no, you can't. We're already extended the by... The like, lead character has appeared in both hero and villain lists. <laughs> Who's the lead character in Toy Story 2? I don't know. <laughs> well, which villain did uh, Julie Andrews play? No, uh, th- there is um, a, there was a thing recently about the top 10 uh, most evil characters and uh, Mary Poppins got voted into it. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, they all yeah. got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, there you go. Baby Joy was 100% until fairly recently. Um, question three. Uh, what character in the series has been played by Claire Danes and Bryce Dallas Howard? Oh man, by Claire Danes and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Oh, now see, and all this pausing really isn't on. Um, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> you can't. The only female character I know in that is Sarah Connor. Is but, that your answer? Ah, uh, it's not going to be Sarah Connor though, because it's Linda Hamilton. Unless someone else. Oh, I'm going to go with Sarah Connor. Uh, no, it's a uh, Kate Connor, uh, or it's Kate a- Brewster, who became Kate Connor. So. Uh, oh, is that John Connor's wife? That's right. Ah, oh, dang yeah. it. So it's Claire Danes in T3 and then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in Terminator Salvation. Okay. Uh, Question three for me is, which defense company initially developed Skynet for the US military? Uh, Cyberdyne Systems. That's correct. Question four. In the films, which defense company created Skynet? (laughs) What you say. (laughs) Question four. What was the Terminator model of the main antagonist in Terminator 3? Uh, That was the TX. That's correct. That's played by Kristana Lucan. Uh, I believe that was a two-all with a question left each. Mm-hmm. Uh, which famous line was said by Kyle Reese in the first and fourth films, by the Terminator in the second film, and by Sarah Connor in the fifth film? <sighs> Is it Hasta la Vista, baby? Uh, no, good shout, but no, uh, come with me if you want to live. Ah, this is so annoying. Anyway, question five, in Terminator Salvation, your favourite Terminator film. I, I actually quite like Terminator Salvation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. oh, sorry, Terminator Salvation. Oh, no, that's terrible. So, uh, I was thinking Terminator Genesis. No, no. Terminator Salvation is awful. Um, carry on. Skynet created a kill list, which was intercepted. Who is first on the kill list? Ooh. I, I've only seen this film once. I clearly don't remember anything about it. Um, I'm going to say that first on the kill list is John Connor. No, it's Carl Reese. Oh, because really? they discovered that Carl Reese is John Connor's uh, dad. So they moved him up uh, on the kill list. Okay. It makes more sense to kill him first before John Connor. Uh, in the f- okay. Mm. There you go. That's another draw, I believe. Um, yep. So many draws. What? So many draws. What are we quizzing on next time, Zizan? Uh Planet of the Apes, the series. 
Ooh, all of them. All of them from the first one. Uh, because, you know, it's coming out and it's supposed to be really good and I'm really going to check this one out because... Okay. I think I've seen we, all the recent ones. Are we including ones. all the Charlton Heston ones? Are we including the, the Tim Burton one? Yeah. It's all uh, there. All awesome. there. Good stuff. And uh, what is our main topic for next time? It will be Spider-Man. Hurrah, which is, is getting fairly good reviews. So, uh, so um, be prepared for a very good praise from us, I guess. I guess so. Well, we seldom defer from the critic consensus, do we? Maybe next time. Maybe we'll, just, we'll arrange beforehand that one of us has to hate it and one of us has to love it. And okay, fine. Let's play, 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 play that out. We flip okay. a coin. Yep. Cool. Well, I'll see you then. Bye.